1: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined by Corey, the Bayou Benders, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. guys we're back a uh what is it day two days late um on to uh kind of discuss i guess Corey, it's gonna be a little bit of a recap of the games that have followed since our last episode we have some world junior stuff to discuss too but uh before we get into any of that how how have you been buddy how was your uh weekend
0: uh it was fine i worked the saints game which uh I watched the World Cup, or at least the first the first half. I caught a bit of the second half in the quad waiting for the game to start. Um great fucking game. Uh not the Saints. I so don't care. Um eh, pretty good weekend. It it's so cold down here. Uh everyone is losing their minds. It's so cold. People don't know how to act, don't know how oh, yeah. to drive. You want to know how what cold is it? it is?
1: Fucking 15 degrees
0: it is feels like 48 degrees outside that's that's what the that's what the the weather app said it's 52 degrees feels like 48 fahrenheit what
1: the fuck is that so 52
0: let's okay 52 i think it's like i think we it's like 52 minus 32 um 20 degrees it's nine degrees out. It's nine degrees for us. If it's 40, if it's 48. No, the feel is 48. Oh, so what is it? 52. Oh, brother. Dude, have I been saying it's like minus 32 and it uh I've been wrong for like 40 years. Life,
1: you've been living life lavish.
0: I live on the edge. Um, yeah. So everyone's freaking out. It's hilarious. <laughs> the news has just been, um, there's a frost tonight. Here's tips that you don't know what to do when there's a frost. Wrap your shit outside. Put blankets on your, your plant life. You know, it's like shit like that's going on. Like we have time for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So everyone's acting like it's the end of the fucking world. Um, it's it, it could snow on Christmas which is uh, a bad omen down here. Last time it it's snowed on Christmas. Omen. Last time it snowed on Christmas was uh, hurricane Katrina the year before Gonna hurricane see. Katrina. <laughs> so if it snows in the winter, hurricanes follow bad ones. It uh, was actually there. a thing. That's I think it, it's not like a thing, but hurricane, I think it was George, which was like the big hurricane when my, when my parents were young that like destroyed everything in its fucking path. There was, there was snow on Christmas before that one. Um, Hurricane Katrina is the most well-known one. So everybody down here is like, if it snows, people freak the fuck out. And the kids are like, yay. And the parents are like, I need uh flood insurance, uh, <laughs> you know, wind damage coverage. Like, the whole nine yards, you know, like don't don't buy anything expensive, uh, anything that was expensive, return it it put might it not, in. It might not be here, it might not be here, like Wylossky um, yeah, dude, just getting ready for Christmas, uh, I'm a fucking badass. I put off my final p h day, my personal holiday uh until this week, I was off Monday, had a doctor's visit, everything looked legit, um. But, yeah, so I have a four-day week for Christmas. I have a four-day week next week for New Year's, and I have another four-day week. So I'm fucking riding. I'm riding steady. I'm riding steady. So the week before Christmas this week, I have a four-day. Next week is technically the Christmas week on our paychecks. I have a four-day that week. And then the New Year's week, I have a four-day. So three weeks of only four days, I couldn't have planned it any fucking better.
1: Well, that's good to hear.
0: Yeah. Yeah, bud. I um, wish I
1: could say I planned well ahead, but I'm working. Yeah. Mick, Mick, Mick masons <laughs> So I got that to look forward to. And I want to say um, before we get too into it, if uh, the listeners hear any rustling, I apologize. I'm currently puppy sitting and she is going through all of my fucking shit periodically. So I apologize for that. Yeah. Little Ahsoka. What the fuck is she doing? Now? Anyway, all right. my
0: cat Tron's on on the uh, she's like dangerously close to my mic right now. She is cold. The cats are cold. All the cats, all the outside cats that, you know, like I'm just a free range kitty. Uh, they're all inside because they don't know what the fuck's happening out there. Uh, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's not that it's cold for them. It's it's been raining or at least drizzling nonstop. And there's like they're like, I have nowhere to go. You know, like everything's just damp. So they're all inside and she's just putting on a show right now. But yeah, I'm good.
1: I'm chilling. All right. It's good to hear. Um, let's just hop right into it because hop in. We spent an ungodly amount of time talking just catching up before we started. Yeah, talking about Star Wars, talking about some other shit. Oh god. Sorry. You're good. You're um, good. No, no one cares.
0: Turkey used to interrupt our fucking feed all the time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. So, Habs played Tampa. Don't really want to talk about it. Didn't really want to bring it up, but
0: there's only Corey two things. Me. There's only two things to talk about. Wi-Fi is hit on Sorelli Soft, clean hit that forces a maroon fight. Which, which is like doesn't very- force shit. Maroons well, no, just fucking that's what I'm saying. Listen, that's all I was coming to. Is that Wi-Fi handled his business twice. That was a pitiful fucking fight. It wasn't even a fight. It was just Wi-Fi teeing off on him. Um, but I brought it up because it reminded me of, like, what happened, like, what Romanov did con- consistently. He would destroy somebody, and then they were like, we got to not- fight him. We got to fight him.
1: You should not have to fucking fight someone for a clean fucking hit, especially not to Anthony Sorelli. I mean, look, I dude. <laughs> and if you hit Sidney Crosby, if you hit Connor McDavid, you, you know, not you the my- second
0: line center. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's the third
0: line center. I mean, look, dude, if, if they hit him like they hit that guy from fucking Buffalo. Okay. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it, but it was a soft
1: hit. It was a soft, good check. No, it was just ridiculous. And, and the only other thing I mean, is and what the fuck. And sorry, when are these old fucking tough, quote unquote, tough guy veterans going to fucking learn? Not to throw down with Jack Eye.
0: No, I love it. Right. Let, it oh. let it keep going. Let it keep going. This kid's this kid's oh. fun. This kid's fun, buddy. Um, absolutely kicking their asses though. I don't think Maroon got a punch in. He didn't. He didn't even, dude. He tucked. He stayed tucked the whole time, just catching it off the ear. I'm surprised he doesn't have a, a fucking cauliflower on his right on his left ear. Um, but yeah. Uh, other than that, Caden uh, Gouley's pass to Suzuki, and Suzuki buries it from, like, such a crazy uh, – Whoa, 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 You're skipping
1: games, buddy.
0: No, I'm not. This is the Tampa game.
1: We this had not- one goal. Yeah.
0: We had one goal. gooly on Suzuki.
1: Oh, you're right. Sorry. I thought because- you were talking about the, uh, the one in Arizona. That's my bad. No, 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 no. I have brought it up because you brought
0: up last episode that Suzuki has this knack for shoot. Like for for that, that's like his new spot is like yep. coming around the back,
1: yep. waiting
0: for it and just top shelf with like no angle. Like it should not fucking happen.
1: No, yeah. but it doesn't. But like speaking of Caden Goolie uh player we kind of at least I wanted to give the spotlight to today. with his
0: 44 seconds of power play time.
1: <laughs> yes, so much um, more. Playing like an absolute god. So yeah, the Tampa game was tough. Um we're going to move on from it because there's not much else to really say. It's it's what you expect from Ruby. Stop Sorry, um, it's kind of what you expect when the Habs play a team like Tampa. They're gonna kick our fucking asses, and it was the outcome we all kind of thought would happen. So moving on to the uh, Arizona game, Mullet uh, Arena, baby, Mullet Arena. Yes, absolutely the worst fucking uh-uh, joint. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Let's talk about the arena. It, the atmosphere looked sick. Looked terrible. <laughs> Looked like poverty, if you ask Looked me. like dog shit. No. I Looked loved it. Poverty. I loved it. I loved it. It was loud. And it was fun. It was loud because Hobbs fans went down to fucking. No, man. It was a see- sea of black and fucking. It was all crazy. the fucking Snowbird Hob fans. What are you talking <laughs> about? They were O-laying in the fucking ceremony, like the opening ceremony. Like, Come on, dude. That, look,
0: if I had the money, that's a game to go to. You only got two more seasons at
1: Mullet Arena. These I don't, are go-to I just, games. I don't fucking buy this whole, you got to see this. You got to see what? A fucking game in a fucking community center? Yes, dude. It's the best of the For best. Every Canadian has seen that. They've seen the best of the best. Oh my god, home! It's basically a shitty hometown hockey game, dude. This
0: is like fucking craft hockey oh, town.
1: That's what I'm but saying. It's, it's the actual. Hockey.
0: It's the actual fucking season. This is massive. Oh. This isn't just a game of shinning. This isn't just
1: shinning. You know what I'm saying? This is an actual <laughs> fucking game that matters. It doesn't. It, this was not a game that mattered. This was the fucking toilet bowl. But no, we No, it wasn't. We're and getting awesome. off. It, it was, was the fantastic. toilet. Bowl. We needed to lose this game. The Habs did not deserve to win this game. Um, Mike Hoffman. Honestly, big, all in all, I think this was one of the worst games the Habs have played all fucking season. They look like they have. It was a lot terrible. There was two players that I thought played exceptionally well. One being Caden Gooley. Actually, we'll say three. Caden Gooley, Jordan Harris, and most importantly, Samuel Montembeau who had to make, what, fucking 37 saves <laughs> to even get the Habs to OT. Um, ridiculous. And the young D, um, you know, like I don't think we need to shower Monty with any more praise. I think – actually, Corey, do you want to talk about him a little bit? Before yeah, he's he the...
0: great in this game.
1: Yeah, so – Monty um
0: Monty uh he, uh fuck says versus Shots he had 37 39 posted a point nine four nine, uh with uh 61 minutes of play. Great game for Montembo. If I'm not mistaken, there was like a point where it was like like 16, 17 shots by Arizona to like five for Montreal.
1: Yeah, no, Arizona completely outplayed the Habs and I had an interesting uh discussion last night on Twitter with someone about how I think someone said like look, Monty's not going to be the guy in Montreal and I think that's a fair assessment and I was talking to this person that was saying well no, I, I think it's unfair. They're saying basically they think it's unfair to write Monty off and say he doesn't have a chance to play his way into the role. Uh, Corey, I think... in What else you do may, you have?
0: <laughs> I think you may <laughs>
1: argue... I think you might argue this, but I think it's much more likely that Samuel Montembeau plays himself into a trade than it is that he plays himself into the starting role for this team. Um... these are games that look game like last night as a fan you want to win that game obviously when you're watching the game you want to win that's not a game management wants to win and i know that in i'm not big on like rooting for elves i hate the tank quote unquote culture but we are rebuilding and A game, games where you get outplayed are games you want to lose. Now, Samuel Montembeau, very well, you know, maybe he could turn himself into a great goalie. Goalies blossom late often. He's still on the younger side. He could become a NHL goalie. And I think he will become an NHL goalie. I think he may be there. But the track record and the age, especially the track record, but the age as well indicate that, one, he's not going to. The odds are against him. And, two, that he's not going to fit our window. But if he's going to play this well all season, I I think and he's going to take him. Yeah, and if he's going to steal games like this, he does more damage to you on the team than he does off of it. So,
0: I'm going to take him. Look at Charlie Lindgren over there in Washington with the first star last week.
1: Exactly, and I think it's important to know, and I understand, like I said, I'm not big on this whole tank culture, but Jake Allen did a great job last year as the starter, playing a shit ton of games, getting peppered, putting up respectable numbers, and you know what? (laughs) He let us win games we should have won, Mm -hmm. and there were a few of them, but games we should have won, We won with Jake Allen. What got up Slavkovsky and that first overall pick was the fact that we had a backup named Samuel Montembeau who never, ever stole games, right? Mm -hmm. Having two goalies who are capable of stealing games while you're trying to rebuild is not a recipe for success. So as much as we have heaped praise and I think justifiably so onto Montembeau. I think that it's far more likely and would probably probably be far more beneficial for the future that Montembeau plays himself off the team into a trade than it is he becomes the starter and the goalie of the future.
0: I think he will because I think I think the organization is ready to bring up Primo, whether they think he's the, the future or not. I think it's
1: I yeah, let's I just
0: let's that. just put it this way. If they get an offer for Montembeau, they're going to fucking take it because they have someone in the in the wing that whether he's either going to do one of two things. He's either going to become lights out and then it takes the pressure off of having to keep Allen or he's dod or he's got awful. And then we finish out the season getting us better odds at a lower oh. draft pick, you know.
1: That's fair. So too, I, I like your thought on uh primo as well, because not only yes, like primo's getting old, and I don't think primo's the answer anymore. I know we were really high on him. Mm-hmm. And if you want to call it development, yeah, I think development played a role. Also, he was a seventh round pick. Yeah. So you know what? I'm 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 Honestly, I think. Confident enough now to say that we were wrong. I was wrong about Caden Primo, but why I think you're right and your assessment that management is ready to just see with him. This management team doesn't have any emotional attachment to Caden Primo. No, they just like put him in,
0: and we they do the same thing that we do to uh, Montembo. If he if just shows to- his brilliance, we we got Frederick Dichow in the
1: back. What's his name? The Gnome or whatever. Frederick D, Chow, Joe Verbedek, They have they have young goalies. And yeah. So get him in the league. Let him start
0: getting his, you know, his his turns, his experience. And sooner or later, you know, he's either gonna, we're not gonna resign him, or someone's gonna take him. Or he or, just he just he- sits and helps be a, a
1: tandem for the next group. Exactly. And I think. At this point, management probably just wants to know what they have too, right? So if one of those goalies gets dealt, I think that mindset, if that is the mindset they have, will allow them to deal one of those goalies. And I think –
0: Yeah, the the youthful guy is going to move. You're going to keep Jake Allen because his, his window's leaving. We got him at a good price. Montembeau's playing great. He'll get shipped. We'll bring up Primo. And well, the
1: the only I think the only hinge is that the goalie markets never always there's always hype for the goalie market.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It almost never materializes, which I think is unfortunate, but, but not for it, us.
0: It doesn't matter. It's, we well, have, I think, we have a guy that people are going to want
1: the go- goal. I think a lot of bad teams, this season as far as a how- lot of the teams that I think at the start of the season, we thought we we're going to be in the goalie market. Mm hmm. Case in point, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Sissy, get away from the fucking mic. They're doing pretty fucking well in the goalie department now. Edmonton was a team up until a week and a half ago. I think absolutely would have paid for a goalie in the the trade deadline. What, is
0: fucking Jack Campbell playing good?
1: (laughs) Stuart Skinner is playing playing. like a god. Vancouver has this Spencer Martin kid who... Has played really well too, right? Yeah, so, throwing Dietrich Demko out, huh? They, yeah. Well, I mean, Bruce has to save his job. But anyway, um, I just think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Personally, I hope they get rid of one of these goalies because, like I said, no, it's no, de- it's no like shot at Monty. He's doing his job well. I would never ask him. Not no, to.
0: this is honestly, this is a great honor. I, I know that he's too good for this gonna, roster
1: is a great, I would. Yeah. If I want you traded, it's because either a, you're Mike Hoffman or B geez. you're too good and you're hurting that. Like I need you to get off this team. Yeah. Speaking of Mike Hoffman, I'm um, getting back to the win and why it was upsetting for me. One, we didn't deserve to win Two, our goalie kept us in it. And three, Caden Gooley, Jordan Harris, Cole Caulfield, all made awesome impact in that game.
0: What about Arbor Jackeye with that?
1: Fantastic. Yeah, well, you know what shot I'm saying? Yeah. The Basically, youth- the youth D. We can just say that. But <laughs> the fact that fucking Christian Dvorak and Mike Hoffman had two of the goals. It's just like. When those are the guys that got you over the edge, it sucks. And I can, you know, put an asterisk in the Dvorak goal because Jack, I did make that play happen. But Montreal won in overtime with fucking Kirby Doc, Mike Hoffman, and Joel Edmondson on the ice. That is not how the Habs, first of all, said they were going to win games this year and be how you want them to win games this year. Not to mention, Doc was on the ice, yes, but it was a Mike Hoffman individual effort that was the reason we, we won that game. That is not how I want to win hockey games. And I always want to win hockey games, but you know, let's be honest, I am a huge Mike Hoffman hater. Mike Hoffman's barely, a selfish, I barely, word, 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 bad word. I barely cheered, as terrible as that is to admit. Because I was like, job, no, Hoffman. fucking Hoffman!" <laughs> I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Hoffman's like for Kyedus off of Sammy Pro. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's not how that's not how we want to get in games. I only really from a logic, obviously. like I say this: the podcast when I'm being analytical and I'm speaking logically is different than when I'm sitting on the couch. When I'm sitting on the couch, I want the Habs to win no matter what. I want Marty to pull the goalie with. Down three goals with five minutes left, and I want him to win that fucking game. Yes, but what's best for the franchise is different than what Mason, with three beers in the third period, thinks. And that is only winning games where your young guys carry you. I realistically, that's what you want. Um. So yeah, I was just a. It was a little upsetting, and two, um, cut some of the usage. But before we get into that, um. I think we – do you want to talk about Ghoulie? And then we can get into that? or Yeah, that's fine.
0: Because uh, um yeah, just go straight to Ghoulie. The Ghoul.
1: Okay, well, we spoke about it earlier and kind of got off track. But Caden Gooley had, I think, two of his best games of the fucking season. Yes, he got walked uh, by Trevor Zegers uh, like a week ago. And it was looking a little rough. But Caden Gouli has consistently played – with I would say subpar partners. Joel Emerson's been pretty bad the last couple of games. Um, David Zavard is David Zavard. So to see what he's doing now and really activating offensively, that fucking Cole Caulfield goal happens because Caden Gooley just pulled off a fucking Makar. It was a Makar fucking rush, just skates it in and goes behind the net, you know, delays, makes a beautiful pass. But My favorite part of that play was actually before he even got around the net as he's skating in, he handles the puck and he has it on the outside kind of away from um, like towards the boards. Mm -hmm. But he makes a little feint and he brings the puck towards the net. So it looks like he's about to drive the net, which causes the defender to pivot and move towards the slot to protect the slot. He then quickly changes angles and moves back towards the boards. That little movement allowed him to make the entirety of the rest of that play by, you know, switching quickly and faking that defender. He was able to open up space. So he didn't have to make it rushed and he had a clean entry behind the net. And then it gave him the time to look, see that, okay, I need to make that little pivot makes the pivot. Gets to look, sees Caulfield, makes that pass. The rest is history. I thought that was just an elite play by Kane Gooley and something we've been seeing him do more of recently. And I think we saw him rushing up quite a bit like that game. Um, But, yeah, as you alluded to earlier, how many minutes of uh, power play time does he have on the season?
0: Uh, 14 total. He had 44. No, no.
1: Or maybe it's 12 minutes total. I'm sorry. Something. And he had like 44 seconds.
0: Yeah, 44 seconds in the last game.
1: He definitely doesn't have 14 minutes. Sorry. <laughs> Are you sure about that?
0: No, I'm not.
1: Um, okay, yeah. You're asking me on the spot, and I'm just. I think the number I think the number was 44 seconds or something. I'll double ridiculous. check for you right now. A minuscule amount of power play time, and I think it's absolutely. Ron, get off of my. Jesus. So, yeah, I thought Caden gooley like the last like couple days has just become I think he's been playing at a really effective level um before that, but these last couple days, I think, in my okay. mind, have really solidified gooley as like i think I think it's fair to say probably a top five in Calder voting, okay, so you so- ready? I'm sorry, uh.
0: Her Reddit Habs on Twitter, Uh, shout out Habs on Habs Reddit. Uh, Daily reminder, Caden Gooley somehow has 29 seconds of power play minutes per game this season, a total of 14 minutes and 24 seconds on the last place power play in the NHL. Damn. And that was 22 hours ago.
1: Just ridiculous.
0: 14 minutes total, and we're like –
1: how many games in? Uh, we're 30, 32. 30 something. 32. Yeah. We are 32 games into the season. And yeah, but like this kid I should said, be eating
0: playing... PowerPoint minutes.
1: Ghouli <laughs> has been playing really well, I think, all season long. Uh, I know the defensive metrics haven't been favoring him, but I think a lot of that is due to his partners and playing on the top line. But if you look at the stats, um, Keaton Kay- Ghouli has 13 points in 32 games. I believe, let me just quickly double check that. I think he's now I think tied for third or second among defensemen. Uh points by defensemen. I need eye drops.
0: Oh my god. Tron is killing me.
1: He's ahead of players, like. Uh, yeah, so he is ahead of Jake Sanderson, um, Owen Power, um, other players. Like is this I, is this
0: just rookie defenseman? This is or? rookie defenseman that's okay. doing okay. better
1: than the only rookie defenseman that has more points than him is Kalen Addison, who went off to a ridiculous start with Minnesota and it's been pointless for Mm. like a while now. Um, Personally, I'm not saying he's a front runner. I'm not saying he's going to win the Calder, but I think if you don't have Caden Gooley in your top five at this point, you're kidding yourself because he's just been playing that well. And I think he's been unlocking a, an extra tier and like extra bit of offense that a lot of fans and scouts maybe didn't know he had in his arsenal.
0: No, that's fair. Um just on that play he broke down. Like, yeah, that's something that can be taught, but like the way he went about it, it's just I don't even know if that's just muscle memory. I just think it's like almost like embedded in him. Like that was just so I don't think you like how do you have the time to even come up, you know, to like to think that on the ice? Like I think it was just just came natural for him, you know?
1: No, absolutely. I, I I I would I would say it's probably taught, but like the the skating ability it requires like to be able to like Caden Gouley's skating ability is not something that can really be taught, right? Like and not yes you can know what to do, but being able to pull it off is different. And Caden Gooley possesses that ability.
0: Oh, man. I'm sorry. I had to put my fucking pad down. Um, This is terrible. My eyes are, like, all destroyed. Uh, allergic to cat dander. Um, but, yeah, I'm back. I-, I just had, like, a massive sneeze attack. I'm here, though. <laughs> all uh, right. Yeah, no, Caden Gooley is, yeah, in second. I was mm-hmm. looking it up as you were talking, but, yeah, Kaylin and Addison first. Okay.
1: Yeah, so, um... Before we – I think we had, like, a couple more topics to talk about. Before we get into that, we do have a message from our friends at DraftKings.
0: We sure the fuck do.
1: Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings
0: Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement for you, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with the same game parlay. Combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot in an even bigger payout. Y'all remember to download the Drafting Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get hundred dollars, $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And we're back, Mason. Yes. Perfect. Uh, That's what you normally say.
1: What's that? (laughs) You normally go, perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Yeah, so King Gooley. Absolutely fucking phenomenal. Jordan Harris, Arbor Jack, I also played great games. And before we we thought in the beginning that it was going to have to, one of them was going to have to go.
0: And now we're just like, yeah, we're just going to have to move a different piece to keep these
1: guys. (laughs) They've all like, I think, yes, all three of them have played well, but it's also a combination of the fact that there's nothing. Everyone else else sucks. Like shit. Yeah. I think on a good team you could afford to put one down, but I think mm-hmm. we over. I definitely overestimated. Um, Honestly, I'd rather just ship everyone else
0: and bring bring up the rest of the fucking the young decor. <laughs> just just
1: have a youthful movement back there. To I think uh, with four rookies, you've already got a youthful movement. Make it six. <laughs> um, but before, uh sorry, before we get into like kind of my negative thoughts on the rest of the game and some personnel decisions. I want to give a quick shout out to Anthony Richard, who made his Montreal Canadiens and season debut uh, against Arizona. Um, Has only played two NHL games before, like years prior. Hmm. I thought he played so fucking well not only is like i knew he was fast because i watched um like the training camp games and you could tell this Mm -hmm. guy could just fly you lead the ahl in scoring for a reason um goal scoring that is and i think he's like second in points Mm -hmm. in the entire ahl um but also just the tenacity this guy was working hard in the corners for not a big guy too Going after pucks, almost scored, but chose to pass to Evans. Um, just I think he just had a bunch of really good opportunities, played really well. I think he's absolutely going to stick around and ended this ended the game promoted to the second line. So he was getting shifts, playing well. Um, I I thought he played like a, just a phenomenal game, Corey. Yeah, no, he
0: uh let me look at it one more time. He's sitting at about. Yeah. Uh, just about 11 minutes. They even put him on a little bit of the power play. Uh, yeah, two shots on goal, three hits, definitely making himself noticed out there. Uh, like a, a better Michael, uh, Pezzetta of last year, like just came out with that, that oomph that, you know, explosiveness. And, um, you saw a good bit of it last. Well, yeah, last night. I'm trying to look up at his, his AHL stats right now.
1: Um, he has like, I think it's like 18, 18 goals and
0: he's uh yeah. he's third in third of the entire league. Uh he's played 27 games, he's 18, 18 goals, 31 points.
1: Yeah. yeah just playing fucking phenomenally uh for that team. Um, but yeah, so I mentioned that he did get promoted to the second line, and I was very happy for him. However, I was not happy with who he got promoted like for. And mm-hmm. my issue is that Slavkovsky did have let's be honest, Slav had a bad game. You didn't. I don't think you're denying that. I'm not denying that, right? I think it was a tough. I wouldn't necessarily call it like a bad game. It wasn't a good game. He had a rough game. But whatever, right? It happens. The whole team had a pretty shit game. To then bench him, and, you know, you might say, oh, he just got demoted to the fourth line. Slav paid, played 56 seconds. In Mm -hmm. the third period. After the second, that's all he got. Last night was also coincidentally the last, like it was the deadline for sending a player to the world juniors. Now I still, I'm iffy. We talked about this. I think if Slav's playing well in the NHL and getting opportunities, he should stay up. We spoke about this. We agreed to the, We agreed with each other on this. What I don't want to see is Slaff getting benched yeah. and not going to the World Juniors. That is not how you grow a player. That is not good player development. And it is not what Marty St. Louis said was going to happen. I understand that Slaff played poorly in this game. And you wanted to win the hockey game, but he, Marty, said this. So this isn't me being taking shit out of context. He said that he would not try to win games by benching his young players. Well, that's exactly what he did, benching Slav in an effort to win the game. Yes, I think Anthony Richard deserved. Something for his efforts, and you were in a tie game. But demoting Slaff was not the solution to that, and stapling him to the bench isn't going to teach him anything. I think a big part of Slaff's game that was missing was his confidence, and he was finally gaining some. The reason he was making mistakes out so there is because he was trying shit. As young players do, he needs to learn what works and what doesn't. Marty St. Louis who I've been very happy with and I have been very supportive of just fucking like really hurt my confidence in him mm-hmm. last night by doing that. And not only that, but now they can't send him to the world juniors. So if I'm about to watch Slaff from the end, from the, from now till about mid January, just play Slaff in a, in a fourth line role, I'm going to be pissed. Because you know what? slaff would get definitely gain a lot more from dominating at the world juniors playing 20 minutes a night than fucking playing eight to ten on a fourth line Habs team that's struggling right now. Right. And he wasn't even getting power play time. Like it was just ridiculous. And I just think
0: it's strange I- that we finally he's Tron, you gotta go. Uh that he finally gets a chance on the second line and now he has one sorry Uh, he has one bad night and now this is what we have to deal with hello yeah I'm here I'm sorry Uh, my cat's freaking out sorry about that Uh, I just had to kick my animals out of my fucking room normally they're very calm but uh, yeah please continue now I have to work my magic Uh, and try to fix the audio you were talking buddy was i really motherfucker um what was i talking about son of a
1: bitch we're talking about slavkowski getting oh
0: i'm sorry yeah uh it's just so fucked up that like we finally get him on the second we get him on the second line we 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 you know the last episode we we had hopes that he was going to do well with finally some like competent players next to him. He has an off night and you throw his ass, like you said, you borderline throw his ass on on the fourth line, but basically bench him. You fuck him out of going to play in the world juniors. If that's the, if that's the case, Um, what the fuck, this is like a reverse Shane Wright situation like they did, to um, uh, Shane Wright in in Seattle. Like, if we're about to deal with that coming up, it's going to be terrible.
1: And do you remember what I said about the demotion when – or sorry, not the demotion, the promotion? I said when it first happened, I'm very happy with this, but it better be for a minimum of three games, like Mm -hmm. three or four games. We didn't fucking get there. And, yeah, he might trot him out, you know, next game on the second line again. But you can't just, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, you're not helping that player's confidence.
0: No. That, that, was, that
1: was a tough look. The way young players learn is by playing the fucking hockey game. Dude, he's fucking up out there. You tell him he's fucking up out there. He you knows he's up? fucking up out there. He's a first overall draft pick for a goddamn reason. got a point? These guys have been playing hockey their entire lives. More so now than ever. I bet you Slaff was fucking playing hockey at two years old. So for 16 years, this kid's been playing hockey. If you're a 16-year veteran in anything... Like any profession, you usually know what the fuck you're doing, right? So I think Slaff knows at the bare minimum when he's playing bad. You don't He doesn't need Marty St. Louis to staple him to the goddamn bench. Especially when it's not Slaff's fucking fault they're losing. It's the goddamn power play. And I know we're like kind of beating a dead horse here, but my God, is this coaching staff beating a dead horse? Sending the same fucking team, same strategy out over and over for years. Now, I was a big fan of the Alex Burroughs hiring, and I know you were you were as well, Corey. Mm-hmm. This is getting fucking ridiculous. The drop pass doesn't work. I was getting fucking PTSD watching Drew N these last <laughs> couple of games drop the puck back because i remember in 2017-18 when we first got him and he was doing that shit it didn't work then it's not gonna work four years later and just the like like oh it's so the
0: the drop pass has the opportunity to have like your star get absolutely level
1: because no but that's The other thing is that what team have you seen with a good power play that does that? You're just allowing teams to build, to brace themselves for your entry. They stack all four players at the blue line, make it incredibly difficult, force you to dump it in anyway. So basically, you waste all that time to dump the puck in. On top of that, you know, if you want to try the drop pass once in a while, do it. You do the same thing every time. Not only are you the worst power play in the league, but you're the most predictable. So teams that don't even, teams like the Anaheim Ducks that have terrible fucking penalty kills and also take a lot of penalties don't need to worry about you. You have Cole fucking Caulfield, who is top 10 in NHL scoring, or goal scoring. You have Nick Suzuki, who's been on a heater and you can't score on your goddamn power play. You have Mike Hoffman this fucking self-proclaimed and TSN calls him the, one of the best trigger men in the league, power play specialist and you can't score power play goals.
0: Yeah, throwing donuts and then just just standing around above the dot. But
1: it's it's not just it's at this point I can't blame the players. Because I have seen fucking beer league power plays that are able to get better zone entries than this fucking team and have better possession and play it better across the boards. It's ridiculous. So something needs to change. And I am like at the end of the day, basically if we're going to summarize this episode, I am not happy with the fucking coaching staff right now. I think this is not what we saw at the start of the year. And this is not what's going to
0: revolutionize this team yeah it's we're not so fucking predictable. predictable. like I don't even think you know you know how they show like the coach like the little clips of the coach coming in having like a little chat before the game like to get the guys ready. They have gotta just like they come out and it, it's like don't even worry about the don't even worry about the PK drop pass. just remember the drop pass just you know stack them up. It's gotta be so simple playing against us. like these guys haven't changed anything in 25-30 years go out there, play your game we know their game like you should never especially with a new organization basically, come in and still be able to say we play our game, we know theirs. Yeah,
1: it's ridiculous and I don't know I just don't understand what (sighs) I don't know. I don't really know what else to say other than you have young players. You are expected to do poorly. Yet you're trying like you're trying to win games with veteran guys when you yeah. said you wouldn't and it's not working anyway. So why the fuck you won't just play your young guys makes no sense to me.
0: Yeah, just give them the experience. Give them the
1: uh, old Nick Suzuki treatment just let or just honestly say guys figure it out you guys do it i'm sure they could like anything would be better than what they're doing now <laughs> i just i don't know it's crazy to me but um do you let's have just, anything let's just else move on to, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about yeah uh why you ready ready to get her going uh that's that's my topics
0: okay well let's uh first off I just read this um shout out to Andrew Hammonds has retired from the NHL at 34. whether you like him or not I don't think I don't think you did uh he was one of the funnest goalies to watch back in what 2016 2017. Mike Matheson isn't out indefinitely at least the next eight games uh where where else we got? Uh, oh, I wanted to shout out House of Hockey. So um, another group on the THPN network, um, two great ladies do more of a uh, extreme fan or just love of the game style of a uh, podcast. And uh, oh, why am I blanking? Anyway, the one that lives out in L.A. went to uh, I don't think it was an L.A. game. I think they went and saw the U.S. team, uh, you know, get a good first look at the U.S. team. That's going to cross Canada's fucking junior team. team. Anyway, the L.A. Kings announcer recognized her and then did a fucking cameo with her promoting the fucking show, saying it was his favorite podcast. And I just think that's awesome for them. Um, their podcast is amazing. I highly recommend it if you're looking for – um, one that doesn't really just analyze the game con- consistently. They bring up topics, they bring up current events in the game, but a lot of their guests are just former players or like diehard fans, and they just talk about the love of the game in itself. I think it's a really great podcast. Um, and obviously, the LA Kings announcer, you know, recommends it. Uh, they, I only blanked on their names because. Of course, because it's mid fucking episode and I, I'm just not prepared. But uh I know Ray Ray's name. I'm sorry, uh Bree. Uh, but yes, it's Ray Ray and Bree of House of Hockey. Let's see. Uh the Michigan goalie. So I uh I sent that to Mason. I thought this was pretty fucking cool. Uh Michigan um in the NCAA, they're uh dealing with a lot of injuries to the point to where their backup goalie had to come in and play left wing for a game uh I couldn't really find a lot of uh stuff on it but you know whether or not he he played well or not, but I think it's really cool they showed a a little clip of him doing a little you know pregame warm up I thought that was fucking awesome you know just showing a little hand work um and I think that's it really uh you got anything else? I don't think you do. I think you're ready. You've done, you're already pissed oh. off. I think you're ready to go. Pissed off.
1: What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, you know, just done with this team. <laughs> um yeah, I am, but I do <clears throat> want to first and foremost um send my condolences uh to all the families of the people that were involved in the recent Vaughn shooting. Um mm. There was a um, I think six people, one injured, five killed, um, in a condo building. Um, in Vaughn, uh, Corey Vaughn's in uh the GTA. Um okay really unfortunate, just terrible, awful thing that you know you just never want to hear about. So um my uh condolences, my thoughts go out to the family. Um also special note, um this one really touches home i think to Habs fans uh one of the uh victims who were was killed was um victor Mete's grandfather oh no who um was killed in the shooting i uh, don't want to name the shooter because why the fuck would i give them any press any white, but yeah uh yeah, based just a fucking awful, terrible God incident with just tar- the targeted killing of um people who were on the like the 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 condo board. Um so terrible. Um yeah, uh to all the families, um, to the Mete family to Victor, himself, Habs fans, uh, Habs Nightly is with you and uh, we pray. Uh and send our kind regard our best wishes, sorry, to um to you all as you try to navigate this situation. I just I forgot to mention it at the start of the show, so I want to make sure. Um, I'm glad um, you brought
0: it up. No, that's very important. That's, so with you. that's tough.
1: Um, um yeah, so sorry to end on kind of a damper note, but <laughs> wanted to just get that out there because uh terrible, just terrible incident but we're praying,
0: we're praying for y'all. That's unfortunate.
1: Yeah. We appreciate if you have made it this far, Um, you know, thank you for listening. Thank you for um, keeping uh, the victims families in your mind and uh, we'll see you guys at the next episode of Habs.